0: Hello and welcome to the Real Life Business Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, a business coach and money mentor to the busy business mom looking to find more confidence, clarity and calm amid this crazy thing we call life. Now, once you're done listening here, be sure to head on over to my socials at clairemarquick.reignite and let me know what you've loved about this episode. But right now, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Real Life Business Podcast. This week, I am delighted to be joined by Anne Koopman. Now, Anne is a leadership coach, facilitator and speaker who works with individuals and organizations to empower courageous leaders. Throughout her 10-year career as an award-winning leader in the engineering industry, Anne has earned learned firsthand what it takes to be a courageous leader. She believes that everyone has the power to drive change to create a world where we can celebrate our perfect imperfections in diversity. Through her work and equips individuals with key leadership skills needed to build their courage, confidence, and resilience, embrace vulnerability, learn impactful communication strategies, and create space for open, trusted relationships and nurture their individual strengths of others. Wow, (laughs) that is an (laughs) impressive introduction and welcome. It is great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. i love it i love i love um i th- it feels such a sense of achievement when i get through those introductions <laughs> like, yes i did it, so we're writing it. much
1: <laughs> yeah i was like well maybe i should shorten that a bit <laughs>
0: Now, what I love about having these kind of conversations is hearing the stories of transition from people's careers through to having their own businesses. And in that introduction, we heard you've gone from the engineering industry to now having your own leadership consultancy. So fill us in a bit. How did you, how did you make that jump?
1: What did that look like for you? Yeah, interesting question. Um, so I'm a mum of two now, and um, I started my business three years ago, pretty much um yeah June three years ago so yeah we're coming up to my three-year anniversary which is very exciting (laughs) so originally I'm an engineer so I worked as an engineer in the manufacturing industry for 10 years um had a really great leadership career at the end I was leading an international team in quality and then I um I really enjoyed that and I really had a had a great career uh and then I had my first son and when I returned from maternity leave, things had shifted in the business, and because I was on the leadership team, they had reduced the headcount of the leadership team, and so they weren't quite able to offer me a, a similar role on the same level. And um, so we kind of came to an agreement for redundancy, uh, because I was not quite—I um, didn't quite want—I didn't want to, yeah, jump down a few levels and suddenly do something that. You- you know, I hadn't been doing before and I worked so hard to get to where I was. And so it was quite a disappointing journey and it wasn't great. It wasn't easy at that point. Um, you know, you feel quite vulnerable when you return from maternity leave anyway. Yeah. Um, and you feel, yeah, a bit challenged by trying to navigate part time. And then, you know, in a leadership role, I knew I had to in that field. I knew that they needed me to become full time at some point. And so, you know, it was anyway quite a difficult period. But then all this talk and the negotiations around it were quite tough but then i also thought it as like a really good um, fresh start because i had been with that company for 10 years and i always thought like i want to do something else but it also felt a bit comfortable to be in a company yeah. that you know so well and where you know you know because i've worked with the company in different countries i had a really good global network so you feel quite safe um had a great career so yeah it always felt a bit hard to jump so i thought this is a great way for me to just try something new and so i i jumped off and i I, um, in the back of my mind, I always had coaching as something that I wanted to try. And we will talk a bit about strength today, right? And strength was for me something when I did my strength assessment as a manager, I really loved the assessment. And I always thought I would love to be certified to, to become an official coach. But in my mind, it was never a thing that I could become a business owner. I always thought maybe on the side. Yeah. So even when I took the redundancy, I started to look for jobs other leadership roles but I did think that um you know on the side I do want to maybe sign up for some coaching certifications because it had been on my mind for such a long time and you never have the time to do it when you're in a full-time job really and so I was like let's just do that like I know I I apply for roles but I'm also going to sign up for a few certifications and in my mind I was like yeah I'll just do it part-time i had done some speaking geeks and i thought you know i could just build up we had built up my web page for speaking and i thought you know maybe over time i can build up like a side hustle as a coach and so just over the two three weeks after that redundancy i kind of had signed up for all these coaching things and you know i was applying for roles had really cool interviews with a big consultancy company and then i had a chat to a friend who um she she's a little bit older and she had a business has her own business as a coach and facilitator and we just had a chat because I just wanted some help, some thoughts about like setting up my own side hustle. Hmm. And um, she was like, I can kind of sense that you kind of want to do this. And like, what would you do if they would call tomorrow to offer this big, amazing, fantastic job at the consultancy? And then in that moment, I was like, oh, I, I don't think I want it. And then she's hmm. like, oh, okay. And then I just knew, okay, I just want to give this a go. Um, and so... I just went from, I could never imagine it to actually maybe it is possible and I'm just gonna try. And of course, to be fair also, Having a redundancy package gave a little bit of a safety net, um, you know, where it was like, it didn't feel as scary to go from a big salary to, to nothing. And so me and my husband were like, okay, we'll give it six months, see how it works, see if I like it, see if it kind of takes off, if it seems to be working. Um, and yeah, so I just started and now I've not looked back <laughs> three years later, had another another child um, in the meantime, he just turned one yesterday, actually. So not a baby anymore um, and yeah so that's kind of how it started and um, yeah I've been really loving it so I work as a coach one-on-one with uh, leaders but also emerging leaders and business owners and I also uh, do team development so facilitation and training for teams um, in companies and in small businesses as well and yeah so that's kind of the transition it's I guess it was destiny a little bit because without the redundancy I probably would have never dared to take the step Um, and so I'm quite grateful of how things have turned out in the end.
0: Yeah it is funny isn't it how Uh, you know, I've always said it, things happen for a reason. And when you were in that moment of that, you know, oh, I'm going back to work after having a baby. And then you find out that, you know, the role's not quite the same and you're going to have to negotiate redundancy, just be sitting in that space, in that energy. It can be quite, well, I would imagine can be quite sort of, it it can feel quite draining, I suppose. Mm. And then like you say, had that not have happened you pot- potentially wouldn't be where you are right now um it is funny how
1: things sort of work out isn't it 100 percent. yeah it was it was really really hard time that was um I was back for four weeks and in that time had to negotiate at all and couldn't tell anyone and was just sitting there awkwardly in the office and <laughs> didn't really have anything to do and like all my old team they were like so what is happening and yeah it was just it was really not a nice time um yes. But yeah, I mean, it's just opened up uh, new doors. And I think it's probably in the end, you know, it's something that, you know, I probably was too scared to take the leap, even though inside I always kind of wanted to do it. We need Um, to manage sometimes, don't we? You know, and you protect yourself like, no, it's not for me. It's not possible. And so you don't allow yourself to really see it. And I guess, yeah, suddenly it just I was like, well, this is the chance. And so I'm just going to go and do it. And so, yeah, it just, yeah, it happened for a reason. I'm sure of it. And I really I'm just really happy how it turned out. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's so good. I know that, that like financial
0: safety blanket is, is, is so important isn't it particularly if you share the sort of the financial contributions to the household yeah. you know some people are in positions where one partner is like the main breadwinner and so the secondary income is just bonus income and therefore they, there's a bit more time to build up mm. but certainly in our family as well in our household it it, it was joint and so you but, know for yeah. me to go from a six-figure salary to absolutely nothing would have been a really big hit um, and so, you know, I didn't have the benefit of a of a redundancy, but I did wait to leave until I'd secured a six six month oh, contract. Amazing. Yeah, know, which, which then um, which then gave that same sort of security to go right, okay. Um, and then part way through that, COVID hit,
1: and all the face to face facilitation that made up that <laughs> contract was cancelled. So I was like, shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's what was for me. Like it wasn't like looking at those three years, it was definitely not easy. And as you said, for us, it's completely shared. My I was actually earning more than my husband before I um started my own business. Now it's <laughs> it's it's a little bit less. And it's been pretty it's been it's not been easy all the time. Like I the first six months, you know, I really um I guess also though I, because it was a safety blanket, I also think you don't go all in though. So I think there is something about a safety blanket that it's good, but it also keeps you from really putting really your pushing. CEO head on and actually being like, okay, this is business. I got to do business development. I got to bring in business. But okay. after that, like when at the start of 2020, I really had started to have some really cool contracts secured and then yeah, COVID hit and it all fell apart. And I was like, Oh dear. <laughs> and then um, I kind of, I, I figured out a few other ways to bring in some income and then slowly, slowly at the start of then towards the end of 2020, start of 2021, Business picked up again and especially for me a big part of my income is from companies and organizations and facilitating workshops and so that was really, really hard. And then 2021, it was, was going really well for me. And I felt like I'm earning enough. Um, still not, I've not met my um, my corporate income, but I earned enough to support our life. Yeah. And then though I had my, I obviously was pregnant. And so in May, I had my second son. So I, I stepped out of the business for a few months and then since then came back part-time, but I've not quite been able yet to fully go back, get back to that level. Yes. So it's definitely been challenging for, um, It's not been easy financially. Like, as I said, I think a lot of people and a lot of women can probably relate. Like it's not always easy to build a stable business, but I also think it does take time depending what you do and what it is that you do. And I just know that the clients I work with, You know, they absolutely love the work and they get amazing results and and just for the teams and and the change I can help create. So I know that this business has so much potential once I'm back full time or at least a little bit more. You know, now that I'm slowly getting out of the thick of having two little children, (laughs) uh, you know, you can actually invest more time. And so it's definitely not an easy transition, I think. And I don't I wouldn't you know, I think it's important to be realistic as well. That um, especially if you need that income, that it's not always easy and it comes with some stressful times, but it's also just really rewarding. And I just love the freedom of having my own business and really going with what I want to do, what I think is going to work. And if it doesn't, then I can change it. But I really love being my own boss. I think that is I think once
0: you've tasted it, I don't think it's for everybody. Is it mm-hmm. but I think once you've tasted it, if you if you then get the sense of, yep, this is for me to then go back and be an employee is so difficult. I was talking to someone about this yesterday who has, you know, really successful business and is growing and, you know, is going really well. And, um, and, and she said, you know, I'd been, been headhunted, had these opportunities and, you know, it's been something I've been considering, but um, I just don't know that I could go back to being an employee. And, and I was like, I can 100% resonate. I think once you've tasted that freedom, once you've, once you have felt the control of being able to make the decisions yourself and what work you do and what work you don't do and how you do it and
1: everything like that, um, it's very hard to go back. <laughs> 100%. Like, I think it would have to be um, a business where, yeah, you just really know what the business stands for and that, mm. you know, the CEO or the head of the business that they're really aligned with what you believe in and um, have the same mindset. Cause I could not, the hard part about leading and on being in a big corporation is that, you know, you, you're not necessarily the decision makers and the, the big like our company was an international company. So there was a lot of um, decisions that were made for headquarters and you just had to feed them down into your organization, mm-hmm. even though they wouldn't quite work perfectly in your spot of the world. And so I found that really challenging sometimes that you could see that things are just not going to quite work out, but you didn't have the power
0: to, to change it
1: or say it. no yeah. um, and so yeah I think once you've tasted that life of business where you can actually really make your own decisions um, yeah it's hard to imagine going back but at the same time sometimes you know you're missing that um, person that just tells you from the top this is what you should be doing <laughs> <laughs> or right? the interaction
0: like, you know the, the, interaction, yeah, the interaction with interaction
1: and co-workers and things like exactly. that, you know, that, that and, and the that brainstorming being part of a team like sometimes I find when I do team workshops and I facilitate it you know at the end of the day and then they go out to have to have drinks or whatever sometimes I'm and I'm left in the room cleaning up you know and then you're like oh, that was, it would be nice to know after such a fun day to just go out with your team but yeah. you realize you're not part of the team you were just facilitating conversations with them and so yeah sometimes I do miss that but I guess that's why you you build a business network a network of other business other entrepreneurs and other business owners to kind of create that that feeling of belonging yeah Yeah.
0: it shows that it shows the importance still of having that connection doesn't it and if you can't have it from a co-work team environment you create it from from other other business people locally or whatever it might be yeah exactly yeah now earlier on you mentioned um part of the work that you do is helping people identify their strengths. And I think, um, as a, as a business owner, if that's a real like self-awareness for me is a massive piece of the puzzle. Like w- we have to know how we work best. Don't we? How do you, how do you, um, encourage people to explore their strengths and what they're good at how how can you um give what advice I guess can you give to someone who's going well geez I don't
1: know what my strengths are um (laughs) where do people start (laughs) so I think really important thing to know first is to understand the whole um idea behind this strength coaching and strength work and um an important part and a mindset shift that we need to make is to go from believing that fixing our weaknesses leads to success And kind of transitioning that into believing that knowing and building on our strength leads to success. Mm. Because as society, we are conditioned to always look at uh, where we're not really good at, like our, you know, our blind spots or our um, areas that we're just not great at. It starts in high school, you know, you, you kind of look at or your parents you know would have forced you to take up tutoring if there was if you weren't good in math and yeah. um you know it would have forced you to spend more time doing math instead of the things that you actually enjoyed doing and so we always measured at what we're what we're not good at rather than really helped and support it into embracing what we're naturally good at. And I think that's something that um, we really need to change and shift in our own mindset. So instead of believing or building an identity around what I'm not we want to start to build an identity around what we are and absolutely so Gosh, do I hear that? Don't we just hear that so much? You know, it's, oh, I'm no
0: good at the no good at the numbers side of things. Oh, I'm good at what I do, but I'm no good at business. I, I need to get better at my social media and my digital marketing. I need to do this. I need to do that. Forgetting the fact that you're an absolute genius at the thing that you do do.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so when we look at strength or when I look at strength, it's a lot about how we do things. Mm. And so what things come easy to us. And so the whole idea is that we all have talents that, are there and they're innate to us. They've been always in there. And the idea is then to identify these talents and then build upon these and really build them into our strength. Mm-hmm. And um, so then it's really about, you know, identifying what are the things you can ask yourself a few questions. Like what are the things that you um, totally enjoy doing? So what are the things that you would go to if you had a free, if you had a free day? What would be the things that you would do? Uh, what are the things that make you lose track of time? where you're just so immersed in it and you don't even realize that three hours have passed? Um, Or are there certain things that you just pick up without even having to practice, without even having to read instructions? Um, How do you communicate with others? What are the friendships like? What are your relationships like? Do you have a lot of friends? Do you have just a close group of friends? Do you like to speak in front of people or do you like to just speak one-on-one? And starting to just identify your little quirks. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you have an organized wardrobe that is color coordinated for example do you um like to raise someone at the lights and you kind of just pick them and you're like okay I'm going to see if I can be a bit quicker than you so starting to see like what are the little things that you're already doing because most of them are hints for your talents Mm. and so like there are people that you know strike conversations with in the supermarket with everything that everyone that they meet and they just have a little chit chat and they really truly enjoy that so that could be a hint for the ability to in and strength you say the woo strength so winning others over so the The ability to have small talk and to quickly connect to random people and um, find a way to, you know, share something or um, connect with Yuma or just build a relationship really quickly. And then the people that like to do to-do lists, maybe, and they really love checking off things and really plan even their weekends, and they get massive joy out of ticking the boxes. And at the end of the day, they feel really fulfilled if they've ticked every single box. And that's like, you know, that's, that's a strength that could hint to be achiever strength, which means that you get really driven and motivated by having a list and having goals that you set yourself every single day. So that's something that motivates you. So your strength can be things that you already do, but you don't necessarily know that they are your strength. Mm. Um, because there are certain strengths in society that we all know. Like when we talk about what leaders look like or what successful people look like, you know, there might be certain words that we all use, you know, like, yeah, determined, um, maybe self-assured, maybe good communicator. Yeah. So there might be certain things that we know, but there's also things like empathy, which is a massive strength in the strength world where people that can just hold space for others and that are just able to just sit there and, and support the other person, in whatever they're going through that uh, people can, you know, load off stuff and they just listen and listen and listen without trying to fix anything. And they're just, they're just there and they can sense what's going on. There's a real power in that. Um, There are people that just love analyzing data and they really love to just look at all the numbers and get immersed in that. And to start to really look at these things that you already naturally do and and challenging yourself to see the strength in that. And that's really where, where, where the magic lies. Cause there's lots of things that we would have never considered as a strength. And when I do the, so I work with the Clifton strengths assessment with my clients and often they read through the results and they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds like me. That's not surprising, but I never thought that this was a strength. I just thought that I just do that, but I never realized that it's This could be considered as a strength. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a real eye opener here about certain things that we've never learned to be something special and to start to see that we all have something special within us. We all have something that we're unique at and that we're really, truly amazing at um, and different to others. And so that's like kind of a quick introduction summary into the whole (laughs) idea behind strength coaching. I think it's I think it's absolutely fascinating and um
0: I've used similar tools in the past so, uh, personality profiling tools and um I find it fascinating when you know that there's people that fall into what you know society might deem or we might deem the traditional sort of leadership entrepreneur type persona like you say of, of being very driven being very assertive being very confident very determined um and and the amount of people who don't consider themselves to be leaders that don't consider themselves to be you know business leaders if you like it's like oh i'm i'm not a i'm not a leader i'm just a insert job title sort of thing and 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 exactly as you say when you when you can help people identify that no that being able to hold the space that being able to um, inspire or influence a conversation that being able to crunch the numbers like they're all really essential skills as well it's not like a one box it's not like you have to fit in that one box to be
1: successful is it Exactly. So we we are all so unique and also the way our strengths work together. So we all have um, different strengths in our top five and top 10. Whilst there might be a strength that you and I might have in common, that strength even might show up totally differently just because we have other strengths that sit in that same top five. So the way I communicate best or the way my communication strengths comes out might be completely different to your communication strength, for example. So it's really about understanding how we are set up, like what is our unique code? What's our unique strengths DNA? And then really starting to look at how can I step into that more? So, you know, it's really and it goes from there. So once we know our strengths, so you can reflect on that. Um, I also have a little strengths challenge that that guides people through uh, that you can find on my webpage i'll share the link with you because that just guides people through those different questions to reflect Um, but also if you do the strength assessment cliftonstrengths under Gallup.com, everyone can do it it doesn't it's not that expensive so you can do it on your own and you get the results back and it's really powerful so once we know our strength what we want to do is to start to look at how can we intentionally use it more often So how can we use our strength every day? So how can we make sure, for example, one of my strengths, as I said before, is communication. So I want to make sure that I tap into that strength every day because the the other idea behind is in Gallup, they have done lots of research about what makes people happier in life, what makes people less stressed, what makes people more productive. And what they found is that the more we use our strength, the better we feel, the happier we feel, the more relaxed we feel because Mm -hmm. we're doing something that just comes natural. We're not forcing ourselves to, to do something that is difficult. Um, I always use an exercise in my workshops that gets people to write with their non-dominant hand. Yeah. And that's a really great analogy for using something that's not your strength. Um, because we can all do it. We can all write with our non-dominant hand. But it takes longer, the quality is not as great, we have to think more. So we really have to twist our brain to kind of make it work. Sometimes the letters, we're not quite sure which direction to draw them. And so this is kind of what look it looks like when we work in our lesser strength. We can all do it, but it drains us more. It doesn't energize us. It's something that is really difficult and hard. Whereas if we work with if we work with our dominant hand, so with our strength, it comes natural. We don't have to think about it. The result look great we're quicker we're faster and we're really enjoying the process because we don't have to think about it we don't have to uh, work so hard to achieve the same result so we want to use our strength more intentionally and more often so that we feel happier in life in the end but at the same time we're better at our job or at our life as parents as partners because we're using our strengths so that's kind of one thing that we want to focus on there and then another thing we want to do is look at how can we um look at potential blind spots mm-hmm. so sometimes our strengths because they come so natural if we don't intentionally use them we might be stepping into a blind spot going back to my communication strength a big blind spot is that i talk too much and <laughs> yep, you know me too <laughs> and that i sometimes forget to listen and in the past these blind spots actually could be something that other people might perceive as your weakness because if they don't know that communication is one of your strengths, they look at you and they think, okay, so she never shuts up. She talks too much. She, she, I can never get a word in. So they start to see, okay, and she's just too much. She talks too much. And I was given that feedback a lot when I was growing up. So I actually never realized that communication was a strength of mine. I thought I was too much. Mm. And so often it's also something where we've been misunderstood in the past that's a sign for your strength so it's also really interesting to start to reflect on that but what we want to do is start to see it as our strength but realizing that it comes with blind spots and we have, and to, that we have to okay do
0: balance if we yeah. if we overuse a strength it can exactly. be perceived as a weakness
1: exactly mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that we understand what it could look like when we overuse it and remind ourselves regularly. Like my communication, because I get so energized when I talk. I mean, you can hear it now, right? I can talk and talk and talk and talk. So I get really energized. I enjoy it. It's so much fun. But I then have to remind myself, okay, just slow down now, take a break, check in with the room. Like, is there other people that need or want to say something or want to ask something? So I constantly still have to remind myself of it because Once I get going, I sometimes don't stop because I just love it so much. So it's not, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's like I'm appreciating my strength. I'm being kind to myself. I'm like, yes, and you're tapping into your strength. That's awesome. But remember, you also want to listen. So I can be much kinder to myself also because I realize that. So instead of criticizing myself for doing something wrong or not getting it right or tapping into weakness, I can be kind to myself and be like okay you know it's your strength that's at play but sometimes we got to rein it in a little bit. Yeah. I think that's a really great thing to remember isn't it that
0: that even when we learn this stuff and when we know this stuff we don't just flick a switch and then never make a mistake. We don't we don't flick a switch and just work so super efficiently that that we never go overboard or we never overdo something like we and so we have to this this whole personal development piece, this whole self awareness piece, it's it's a it's a lifelong learning, isn't it? It's it's okay. I've got the awareness, and I move forward with that. But if I do slip up, or if I do go a bit too far, talking, you know, using communication as an example, we've got something to reflect on. We're like, oh, I understand now why that meeting went a bit awry or where that person fell asleep or you know that person (laughs) got pissed off because they couldn't get a word in edgeways like we've got something to reflect on instead of just then the the story that would just go around our head about you know how useless we were and how you know we weren't good at what we did we we're not professional and how we say it so we can just give
1: ourselves some contextual feedback as well can't we exactly so you can really yeah, you can really understand how yourself better, but also certain situations. And then look at it though, from a lens of strength. So through a strength lens, so with positive intent. So instead of looking at what's wrong with us, what's wrong with others, start to think, at, I wonder why they're coming, they're doing this, they're coming that way. So, you know, sometimes there's people that just work differently to us and we might think, oh, God, they're just so annoying. But instead of thinking they're annoying because Maybe they ask a lot of questions and we are ready to move forward. Or maybe they take three days to answer to our email and we're like waiting desperately for their answer. Starting to think from a strength perspective, okay, I wonder why they're asking all the questions. Okay. They're very interested in detail and they thrive on having all the facts that makes them feel confident in a decision. Mm -hmm. And also one day I'll be really grateful that they asked that question because one day they'll catch something I missed. Yep. Or looking at the person that takes a long time to get back to you. Okay, they just need to take a lot of time to think something through. They want to make sure that all the bases are covered. So I can learn to appreciate that. And then you can both talk about it, right? You can say, my strength is... Once I have a motivation, I had an idea, I want to get going. I want to take action. And then the other person, yeah, great, but I need some time to really digest what's going on, really look at everything, do some research before I can move on. And so how can we meet ourselves a little bit more in the middle so we don't lose the the momentum of the person that can activate us, but we also make sure that everyone is ready to go and has covered some facts. So Mm -hmm. we want to then talk about it from a positive way instead of being like, we're so far apart. I don't understand. Here, we can't work together and yeah. so it's looking at people whenever someone irritates you be a bit curious and try and look from it with a positive intent because often that is a sign for where their strength lies and your strength might be somewhere else mm, I think that's really
0: great advice as well and th- that's the that's what I love about this this kind of work and I'm so like excited for this conversation because you know it, it's a great personal development for ourselves isn't it to understand ourselves and and how we can set ourselves up to work best but it's such a great skill to then be able to apply to the people around us you know to our to our staff to our colleagues to our customers to our suppliers to our partners to our kids you know like it just keeps going doesn't it where we can sort of appreciate okay well they're coming at things from a different perspective they're driven by different things they value different things Um, like you say how can how can we um, adapt to better work together
1: Instead of just being
0: constantly frustrated by each other all the time. I think it's it's a fascinating world.
1: Yeah, it is. It is so fascinating. And yeah, as you said, it works really well with colleagues, but also with your partner. I have a lot of clients that then say, oh, I need my partner to do this too. (laughs) Because it helps to understand each other. It helps to see where you're similar, but also where you're different, but then also start to see, okay, how is that actually really amazing that we're different? How can we work together? How can we support each other in the way we process information or the way that we see the world or the way that we make decisions? Like for me, mm. my husband knows that I need a sounding board often. Like I, I, I'm I, best when I can think out loud and not just by myself in the room. Like it actually only works if there's somebody listening. Yep, and I so I get my best well. ideas and I solve my problems when I talk things out loud. And he actually knows that. So he, he knows that often he doesn't even need to respond. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to be there and listen and <laughs> acknowledge that he listens. Though. Otherwise it doesn't work. But yeah. um you know, it's like it's just really starting to see, OK, how can we support one another? What is it that they need in this moment? And how can I, you know, meet them halfway or how can we um, something that always is potential for conflict start to understand actually why you're working differently? Because often mm. it's we expect others to be like us, um, but, you know, they work differently and it just gives a really positive language to talk about something Rather than criticizing ourselves and looking for the mistakes or the failures, it's actually looking for, again, not looking for what's wrong with us, looking for what's right with us and using that to give feedback and using that to explain why we are different. Yes. And that changes the conversations in teams and with your partner or even with your kids because we're not blaming one another. We're not criticizing. We're not trying to find not what's judging, wrong with them. Not trying to spark an argument. Yeah. No, we're just looking at this is I can see your strength but this is how I operate best. So, you know, can you see how we're different? And that's why that causes conflict sometimes. Yeah. Starting to look at from a strengths perspective and suddenly conversations are much lighter, much more positive, much easier because we're nobody is trying to keep on their masks, their armor, because we're not scared anymore that we are, you know, we're people find our, our weaknesses we're actually like we all know our strength and yes there are things that either we're stepping into the blind spot of the strengths okay cool that happens or there's things yeah i'm just not as good at that so that's harder for me so you need to have a bit of patience and so we can all let our guard down and we're not scared anymore to be found out it's fantastic for imposter syndrome too because mm. the whole thing about strength is once i understood i have strength and my weaknesses are there but they're actually okay it doesn't matter then I can also see you with your strength and mm-hmm. your weaknesses and it doesn't matter. And so suddenly there's enough room for all of us. We're all amazing at how we do things. So we all don't have to be scared to be found out because there's nothing to be found out. Like, yeah, that's my weakness. It's fine. Don't worry. I know that you know it. I know Backing it. Over Leave it there. Right. Like that's how we can work around it. But this is what I'm good at. This is me. So let's make this work. And so, you know, you can let down all this fear of being found out of you're not the right person or people will figure out what your weaknesses like. It's just it suddenly it doesn't matter anymore. Mm,
0: uh, and that's know. a really
1: empowering thing, isn't very it? Empowering and- I'm really curious to get your take
0: on this. So as, as solopreneurs and as small business owners, we don't always have the big team around us like you do in a corporate environment to, to share the load and you know, to, to, to manage all the tasks working to our strengths. So as a, as a solopreneur or as someone with a very, very small team who maybe might all be similar, how would you advise someone to get everything they need to done? Because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You're not saying that if someone's strengths are communication and influence and motivation, that they just ignore all their their legal and accounting obligations because their strength isn't their strength isn't data and, al- and analysis and numbers. That's not what you're saying, is it? So, no. how do you if someone is working for themselves? How would you encourage them to? manage themselves or manage their time so that they can still get those tasks done that aren't sort of as high up on their priority list because
1: it's not a natural strength? Yeah, so it's often is about how do we create or design the tasks. So, you know, it's not, sometimes it's not necessarily about the task. Like, of course, um, you know, some people are really good with numbers. Some are not as good with numbers. Okay, that's one thing. Some people are more creative or have this creative eye for their design and some people don't. So that's something, of course, you know, that I'm not saying that you can fix that. But what I'm saying is the way you design it. So, for example, mm-hmm. I share with you my example. So I'm, I get bored really quickly if I have to do something or to redo something. Like uh, I, I like to do new things and figure out new stuff. Once I've done it once, I'm almost like been there, done that, tick in the box. And I actually get bored by having to do stuff I've done before. Yeah. So for me, for example, doing my bookkeeping, I'm really good with numbers. I love math always. I'm an engineer. So it's not the numbers that are my problem. It's that it's boring for me. Mm. So doing my books is really boring. The first time I saw I used my bookkeeping software, I was really excited. Oh, yeah, how does it all work? And I wonder, and I choose this, and then I choose that. And it really excited me. And I wanted to do it myself because I was like, oh, this is super fun. But then every month or every quarter, and now I'm like, oh God, now I have to do like five hours of reconciliation. And I find it's just so boring. And it doesn't energize me and it's not that it's hard, like Mm. I can do it. It's just that I don't, it doesn't motivate me. It doesn't energize me and I don't get a kick out of it, right? So there's a few things that I do, right? So one thing for once is I tell myself, you know, this is going to be hard because you know that it bores you, you know, that it doesn't excite you to do something again and again and again there are people out there that love repetitive work for example yeah there are people out there that thrive on doing the same things again and so that's just not me that's not my strength so the first thing I do is I'm kind to myself I'm like I know today is going to be a really tough day it's going to be super boring you're going to be procrastinating and again and again and again because you're not enjoying it so it's okay so I'm allowing myself to procrastinate too I'm not beating myself up for why can't you just do this? Why can't you just focus on this for four or five hours? So instead of like criticizing myself for a lack of focus and thinking that's my problem, Mm. I now know it's not. It's just the motivation behind it is what my problem is that I can't focus. If I have something new that I'm doing, I have no problem spending 10 hours not even looking at my phone and I'm just super focused. Suddenly I'm super focused, right? Because it's something new that excites me. So I know that it's not my lack of being able to focus or something. It's just the driver, the motivation behind it. So I'm kind to myself. I'm allowing myself to take longer than this task should take. Because to be honest, I'm going to stop every 10 minutes doing something else because <laughs> it bores me. So I know that's what it is. And I'm now telling myself it's okay. So I plan for that time. And if not, I do it in the evenings and it's just I have just have to do it, right? Short yep. deadlines help too, to make me focus and a bit better. Yes. So that's one thing. And the other thing is how can I, I design this task that it's more fun yeah so can I put in some can I um can I plan in some breaks right where I can then do something else that's fun um if you let's go to another example so you know for me it's always more fun to do it with other people or to think out loud so if I know I have to talk through a difficult problem or I have to solve something that's really annoying Can I do a co working day with someone? So they do their thing, I do my thing, but just because I'm not alone in the room, I already feel more energized.
0: Mm. Can
1: I, um, if I have to find a solution for a really difficult problem, can I, is there someone I can speak to? Can I have a meeting with someone and just make it more fun and I can brainstorm with them? So instead of, (coughs) excuse me, so instead of um, telling myself, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, how can you use your strength to just make it a little bit easier? We will Mm -hmm. still have to do things we're not good at. It's just what it is. That's life as a solopreneur, a small business owner, but also in any kind of role. There's always stuff we can't outsource. But it's about being kind to ourselves that, okay, it's hard and that's fine. Instead of beating ourselves up all the time for it. Like I used to do that in the past. I I was highly critical of myself. Um, and then how can I design this to be more fun or easier? Or even, you know, let's say public speaking is not one of your strengths. Like you get really nervous talking in front of a big group. Yeah, of course, preparation is something that you can practice. And yes, breath work and, you know, like strike a pose to make you feel more confident, all these things you can do. But also question, what, which meetings, which presentations do I have to do in front of a big group? Mm-hmm. If I enjoy small one-on-one conversations more, can I maybe schedule 10 conversations to tell the people about this new idea instead of having a presentation in front of 10 people. Yes. So it's just, sometimes it's also just about, okay, I'm really good one-on-one. I can tell you my idea. I can sell everything to you every one-on-one. If I'm in a big group with 10 people, I get so nervous and I'm not enjoying it. It drains me. I can, Of course we can all do it. We can all present, right? But it's about the energy that we lose along the way. Like remember your non-dominant hand, we can all do it, but it's just draining. So, how can we maybe challenge or change the way we do things to tap into our strength more? So, mm. it's a few ways you can go about it. I love, yeah, I I
0: love that. I'm I think we we're very very similar actually.
1: You <laughs> and the <it>,
0: assessment, <laughs> <laughs> and it um it you know it, it always. It always amazed me because having a, um, a career in accounting, you know, when I was younger and I didn't have any idea of, of strengths or personality profiling or, or behavioural profiling or anything like that, you know, I would... I would beat myself up because I couldn't sit at my desk from 8.30 till 5 banging the workout like other people could. Like I had to get up. I had to, like I drank so much coffee in my early career days because, not because I wanted the coffee or because I was addicted to caffeine, but it was because I had the excuse to get up every half an hour and go in the kitchen and have a chat with whoever else was in there making a cup of coffee. And, And that's what I had to do to get me through the day. And exactly as you say, it's not like I can't, do the numbers I actually can do the numbers and I can do them really well um it's just I have to I have to do them as well in a way that you know energizes me which for me mm-hmm. I do it you know a couple of times a couple of times a month just for a little little bit of time I'm like if I can keep on top of it I can stay focused for you know half an hour every week as opposed to doing it for a big long chunk at the end of the quarter mm. sort of thing so when we can understand our strengths i guess that that then gives us the power to engineer our day and and run things how we want to do them isn't it rather than having a boss saying no nope, on this day of the quarter you have to sit down and bang out
1: these spreadsheets all day like <laughs> we don't yeah, have exactly to do, that, do we <laughs> exactly and in your own in your own business you really have that freedom right to you still have to do the task but how and when you do them you can you can actually des- decide yourself and i think that's it's a really big point to uh, just understand that you everyone operates differently and is motivated by different things so knowing our strengths is also a really good hint for what motivates us what are our needs for a work environment And what is it that motivates us and gives us energy? Because that's what we want to do. And that's why we want to build our strength into our everyday, because it re-energizes us. And even if we then have to do a task that really is going to drain us, making sure that we build in those times where we are completely in our strength to re-energize us and give us that time. So whether it is that, you know, some people then need time to think by themselves, regular, several little brackets in the day. Uh, Some people, um, like to then make a list to process something some people like to think strategically and brainstorm what's uh what's going next putting their thoughts onto paper and really going with that energy and for me for example activator is my number one strength and that strength really wants to go with whatever idea pops into my head and then I get super motivated I have endless energy for new ideas endless energies and I could just spend everything on there like my focus is super high and I just go with it and I learned that if I ignore it then I lose it. Yep. So when I really want to make something happen, if I know that the, what I'm thinking about is important and I know that this is my idea, I know I have to action it right now because otherwise it's not gonna, I'm, I'm going to lose the energy. In, in a week it's gone and I will never do it again. Mm right so i know if something's important i got to act on it of course i get a million ideas and not all of them are important so i <laughs> also have to understand that and also there's sometimes you know i might do something and then something pops in my head and i'm like oh, i have to remember to do that i also know i better just do that as it pops in because it will distract me the whole It'll day keep popping in yeah it will keep popping in so just starting to And again, instead of them beating myself up for losing focus, just understanding that's how I operate best. And so it really helps us to understand ourselves much better and be much kinder to ourselves. But then it also helps us to be more productive because we can design the day in the best way possible. And even when we then have big goals or challenges, so something new that we got to achieve or a big challenge that has popped up. So let's say in the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of us lost our business because our business model was set in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then how do we approach that challenge? Okay, let me sit down. Let me write down my top 10 strengths. And how can I tap into each of these strengths to make this an easier transition or to come up with a new idea? So then again, we feel really empowered. We feel confident because we're starting to see that we have this big toolkit of how we can make this work how do we best connect or do we do research or is it better to crunch the numbers do we better talk to people because that gives us ideas so really starting to we can all come we can all solve the same problem but in different ways based on Mm. our strengths so So, good so good
0: where i could i could just keep talking about this forever but i'm very conscious of time where can people um find out more if they're curious and want to want to tap into you more um, about this conversation where can they find you
1: yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Anne Koopman Anacorn underscore lead like you. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. So just search for Anne Koopman. Um, that's kind of my main channel. I also have a podcast, but YouTube and podcast are, are kind of the same. Um, and I'm uh, using both. Uh, but YouTube is more main of effort. So I'm putting up more on YouTube. Um, so you can find me there with lots of um, new content. Um, and then otherwise under ankoopman.com. And I also have a, a free resource tab where there's a strengths challenge you can find and also some other really helpful free resources for leadership. And um, yeah, that's where people can find me.
0: So good. So good. All of that, I'll put in the um, show notes as well as links so that you don't have to remember, rewind or frantically scribble. You can just click into the show notes of this episode and tap through onto any of those links. So I'll make it super simple. Thank you so much, and thank you so much. It has been such a great conversation. I love talking about this sort of stuff, so um, and we clearly both love to talk as well. So to, <laughs> we could just keep going all afternoon, I think. Your 10 hour
1: podcast, so much. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's that, and it's that's funny when then two people meet that um just love to talk and there's just no end to it, but it's very energizing. And so, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's something I'm really passionate about, and I believe that. We should all do a strength assessment because I think it can actually change the world.
0: Absolutely. What a great place to end. (laughs) And thank you so much. Thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: And that's a wrap. Gosh, I love the self-awareness world. You know, the more we can learn about ourselves, the easier we can do business. I'm digging into human design and gene keys right now, and it is a whole new world of fascinating. So yeah, watch this space as my takeaways and learnings come from that too. So thanks again to Anne for sharing her expertise here. Remember all of her contact details and links will be in the show notes to this episode. What I loved about this conversation is about how we need to get curious about how we do things and we can find clues into our natural preferences, our natural genius, our strengths in everything that we do. Think about what comes naturally to us. Think about what our default sort of behavior is and start to get really curious about that. I really think that we also need to be aware, and this is something I've talked about a lot in the past as well. We also need to be aware, though, of how our natural strengths can come across to others because sometimes we can be doing things so in our element that we kind of a blinkered to to the reactions of the people around us. So our enthusiasm might come across as chaotic or over the top to some. Our careful consideration might come across as painfully slow and frustrating to some. So I think the takeaway that I get from, from this is that if we're working together with someone, so if we're working in a team or if we're, you know, working with employees or stakeholders or clients, whatever it might be, it's really key to know what our strengths are and then to talk about them and to uncover the differences and to find ways that we can perhaps work together. So, you know, I know I get a bit enthusiastic sometimes, so I I can put that out there and just say, look, you know, if I get a bit over the top, please don't feel, please don't feel bad about telling me because sometimes I get so carried away that I can't even see it. So I think having awareness of what our strengths are and also or how they could be perceived by others is really, really key to um, doing business well with other people. And I think the other thing that I really took away from this conversation with Anne is not to get too black and white about ourselves. Don't see our weaknesses as, well, I just can't do that. Um, I I hate the concept of putting ourselves in boxes and whilst I love these um, assessments, these personality profiles, strength profiles, as I say, I'm just getting into human design and gene keys now as well. I love them. I love finding out about myself. But what I don't like is when people use them as excuses as to why they can't do something. It's, it's not how it works. It's not how these tools are intended. So the way I see it and what I loved about how Anne talked about it here is using our let's call them lesser strengths, as opportunities to redesign how we do things. So can we make things more fun? Can we we make things more um, structured? What can we do to ensure that the tasks that we need to do within our business, we're able to do them in a way that works for us? and uh, yeah I just love some of the tips that that Anne shared in this conversation so I trust you have got some gold out of this one as I say remember all of Anne's contact details are in the show notes and I will see you next time you have been listening to the real life business podcast with me Claire Markwick bringing confidence clarity and calm to the busy mum in business Thank you so much for lending me your ears. It is much appreciated and I love to connect with you. I love to hear what you think and what you take away from these conversations. So what would be awesome for you to do right now is take a screenshot of wherever you are listening to this episode from and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at ClareMarkwick.Reignite. And let's share this real-life business message. Let's share this message that we can have the business that we want, the lifestyle that we want, and it doesn't have to drive us crazy in the process. I will be back in your ears really soon. And until then, bye-bye.